What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. <clears throat> excuse me. Of Distant Sirens with your host, Captain Jack. Um, poured myself a healthy glass of wine. First, first thing I want to talk about is who the fuck came up with this bullshit ass tiny fucking little glass that we're supposed to drink wine out of? I don't have fucking time to. First, no one ever feels good walking around with a glass of wine, even sitting and holding it. It feels very uh, uh, unstable because it's such a, st- a skinny stem, right? And then you have this big bulbous fucking glass. It's totally just for looks, 0% function. And fuck, before I know, if someone who like thinks they're a fucking uh, wine expert or whatever comes over and they're like, actually, uh, the reason we have such large, large uh, such a large cup off the uh, stem is because of uh, the aeration and we need to get uh, air into the wine. Fuck that. No, you don't. That's, that is such bullshit. Ever, uh, I've seen, there was that fucking famous, God damn it. What was it? It was a, um, like a, like a fucking test between sommeliers, like wine experts. And they had them drink like shit like Franzia and like Boda boxes. And they're like, this is the wine that has won every award since 1844. Like they didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. And then they all took off their like blindfolds. And some of the judges were so embarrassed. They like fucking walked off. They're like, fuck this. This doesn't mean shit. Yeah, it does. It means that first you experts, so-called experts don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Someone tell me, I, I, I'm drinking wine. I'll drink wine out of a fucking coffee mug for all I give a fuck. Besides, that's a good amount of wine to hold, too. Who, if you're drinking wine, you're, like, the thing is, like, at least half a bottle you're going into, right? So why even fuck around? Pour me half a bottle of wine in a fucking cup. What are we doing? It is so stupid. How am I going to drink some of this? I'm really pissed off. Ugh. Wine always tastes like, I'm drinking rosé. It's like if, I don't know, if you put a piece of fucking, I don't know, like beef or something and a penny and just like this really old fucking still water and just let it sit and wait for the meat and the fucking penny to dissolve, this is what it tastes like. It is fucking disgusting. Um, but a little update, I know it was re- I recorded the podcast on Tuesday. Or, I don't fucking know. I think it was Tuesday. Maybe it was Monday, but I doubt it. Anyways, I had my ETF visit on Thursday. And, uh, long story short, everything went super well. So, I should be expecting to get my importing license in the mail pretty fucking soon, which is rad. Also, <coughs> was surprised to find this out. There are only a few thousand people in the United States who actually have the ability to import firearms from another country. Blows me away. She was, first my agent was a woman this time, which was surprising in and of itself. But, um, yeah, she was like, yeah, this is like one of the most uncommon FFLs to apply for. And I was like, really? She was like, yeah, usually people are happy with their type one and uh, for any importing needs, it really covers that basis. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I can't get away with fucking a maximum of two imports a year. Like, that's fucked. 
So I need more. So I'm an importer, technically speaking. Um, and yeah, she was telling me the only of like, I, she didn't give me any like specific numbers because she didn't know, but she said the, the number was like a fraction of a fraction of all the FFLs given like this, like this amount has type eight, which is crazy to me. I don't know. I would have assumed that more people would have wanted the freedom to import firearms from different countries, seeing as though like the ways to buy firearms in this country are very difficult and can almost just be put on pause, you know, like if, well, obviously America makes really good firearms, so they sell very well in the United States, clearly speaking. But, um, if like, let's say like six hour Glock fucking Beretta, like all these companies started putting out things where they're like, we have to halt production because of X, Y, and Z or whatever. Like we can't get steel or our workers in our factories are quitting. So we can't process like receivers or something or slides or something. So there's just a halt in the production line then you can't get guns anywhere. Like, even going to, like, fucking, like, the shitty guns in pawn shops, like, double in value because people are, like, freaking out and they want to get a gun. Like, though I, the way I see it, the way it is, the, the way you have to buy a gun in this country, it's it takes a long-ass time. I don't, I should have my gun in here. I do have a gun in here, but it doesn't have a clip and it's in a box and if I have to... I mean, I, I am technically, I could be armed a matter of seconds, but I'd rather just not have to be. Um, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, so, like, production gets halted in the United States, and no one's able to buy guns. So, even those shitty pawn shop guns go for double what they're worth. So, I took myself out of that equation because, honestly speaking, if you don't know what's been happening, like, the last five years you live i mean there's no one who doesn't understand what the fuck's happening now <clears throat> and i'm speaking like of the political situation in the united states it's very left or right and uh it's it's clear to me that things aren't just going to magically change over overnight i think everyone can agree with that i i don't i don't think that's me really reaching too far and saying that when we wake up tomorrow it's gonna be like tuesday the 23rd november 2021 it's gonna be ma like magically fixed you know it, it because it doesn't work like that nothing i mean unless it's a small issue nothing ever gets resolved by just like sleeping on it you know, there's, like, small things in your life where it's, like, should I stop drinking? Should I stop smoking, you know, before lunch? There's a lot of things to consider. But whether or not you hate half of the, the people in your country and more or less half of the representatives that are supposed to represent you and your values, that's not going to change overnight. And I, I don't think there are a lot of people that would disagree with me at that point. Even people who claim to not be on my political side. So the way I see it, there's going to be a, this is kind of, Democrats will get shit for this initially, but I believe it will be seen as an American thing, not a left or right thing. And that's, 
relieving in its own self. But I believe that Democrats, while they have been very quietly doing so, they've been taking up arms. They are buying pistols. I mean, I had it going for... So when you're applying for your... For any sort of FFL, you have to go to your, uh, like, a state-sponsored... I don't even know what the fuck it is. No, it's a federally-sponsored... I don't know. It's a, it's a, You got to go to a fucking sheriff's office, okay, fuck that? That's what I did. I had to go to the sheriff's office, and I had to go get formally fingerprinted by, like, the police. Not, like, because I, you know, have been fingerprinted by the police before, but, like, this is, like, different. This is, like, you're not in trouble... You know, they fucking, you give them like a form and, but the, the reason I was saying that was 99%, 99.9% of the people who go in there for fingerprints, they're not criminals, they're not, you know, suspected of committing a crime. So they're like, we want to get your, this is nothing criminal. These fingerprints are for, um, oh fuck, what, what's it called? Um, to get your, uh your side your sidearm permit it's like for your for oh for concealed carrying excuse me yeah so 99.9 percent of the people who are in this office are for um god damn it i just said that concealed carry they're all registering so they can have a gun on their person legally speaking and so they feel more protected let me ask you this. What group of people historically have never been armed? I'll give you five seconds. Because it's the Democratic Party. They're the ones who have been pushing, and this is not even... Don't even necessarily blame them because their intentions were right. They wanted to diminish uh, gun violence in this country, which is an admirable thing to do. And I agree. I, I wish and I hope you know, we can come to some kind of consensus on how to stop allowing people who want to commit crimes to get guns. But realistically speaking, from someone who was anti-gun for a very long time to now someone who's an arms dealer and an arms importer, I kind of really see it from both sides. And while there's a part of me that is just like, less guns mean, you know, means there's going to be less crime. That's not the case at all. What happens is when you take away guns, you know, you if you take away legal ways to for people to get guns, the only way for someone to get a gun is an illegal way to get a gun. Now, if you think about like some some school teacher, yeah, he's worked there like twelve years or something. He and he's all this shit's going on. He's a Democrat. He wants to go out and get a gun. Wow. Well. If if uh there was, you know, very strict gun control and there was just no gun sales allowed, whatever, he would not be allowed to legally get a firearm. But what he would have to do is he would have to illegally purchase a firearm through like something like uh like a dark channel or the black market more popularly referred to. Um And do you think those people would take to those measures to arm themselves? I don't think so. Because the majority of those people are like they watch NCIS and Law and Order because crime is so far away from their life. It almost seems like it's not even real, like like superheroes and shit. Like these people don't understand how close crime is. And I've been like, I've been pretty goddamn close to people. Like, not saying I'm a fucking, not I'm nothing more than a witness, but like some real serious shit going on. Like I, 
I've seen people get shot at. Like, I've even been in an area where, like, people were fucking shooting at people around me. It's not fucking fun. But that doesn't mean that we can take these things away from people. Because if there are no legal ways, there's not a legal way for someone to, to buy and own a gun. Then the only people who will have guns, because there always will be a market for them, the black market... It's criminals who are already comfortable committing crime or know people who commit crime who would sell them a gun. So now what you're doing is you're actually limiting the amount of quote-unquote good guns that are out in the world. And you're exponentially increasing (laughs) the bad guns, quote-unquote, going out by nearly 100%. So what do we do with that information? Well, there is a a formerly known political party in this country, now, in my opinion, terrorist organization called the Republican Party. And almost since the inception of that party, they have had one, one, one key that they've stuck to, two really family values, but they, they picked that up and they dropped that stick whenever it suits them. One issue, it's firearms. They've always been in favor of allowing people to have firearms. Now, people will, um, people will say like, oh, the Republicans did this because they're bad, or people will say this, oh, the Republicans did this because they're, you know, the good guys or whatever. No. At least my reason or the the way I'm processing this information, why Republicans so long ago decided to um, stay so close to gun control and have that issue so close to them, almost being a defining issue. A lot of the times it is a defining issue for politically charged people. You see them a lot of the times going to like, uh, you know, small little like city council meetings and all of these like NRA, you know, volunteers they're just associated with the nra the nra doesn't tell them specifically to go down there but they do give them directions and they do tell them hey your your city's having a meeting this week about gun control we need you guys to go show up and you know voice your support for the nra and the second amendment and they do they do in numbers and it really doesn't affect local politics because it's hard for legislators to be sitting in an office or in a room that's typically only that's like you know, has four or five seats filled. But as soon as they talk about gun control, the auditorium is filled with camo wearing jackasses who are harping about, uh, don't take away my AR-15. So you have a terrorist organization filled with people who um, have historically always owned guns. They've always enjoyed owning guns. And they make it very goddamn clear that that will not change. They will always, you know, own their gun. They will always be in charge of, you know, themselves with their personal freedoms or whatever. Um, but the reason why I believe the the Republican Party t- decided to take up on this issue is they want some sort of... They want... They've wanted to have people perceive them as the party of individual choice. And a lot of people interpret that as more freedoms. Well, really only they can only really be freedoms if everyone adheres to the rules 
and is educated enough about the things that they're talking about to keep everyone safe. And that just that just hasn't happened, you know. At least my understanding is this is the way at least I interpret it. Republicans want people to feel like they're getting more bang for their buck freedom-wise, I guess, with them opposed to Democratic candidates who are oftentimes heard saying, hey, let's just have like reasonable gun reform. Let's kind of take a step back and really look at like what we're doing. Let's see if this is actually something that we want to do, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it's much it's much more difficult to be in a position where you're trying to limit someone's freedoms to make everyone more free than just having someone be don't take away my freedoms. So that issue is that that issue and that line have been at work for a very long time, butting heads. And Democrats have only been able to get so far in the places that they control, like uh, California and New York, I believe both have implemented um magazine size bands so you can only have like i believe in a like an assault rifle type of weapon the traditional standard magazine is 30 rounds but in places maybe it's just limited to los angeles but i don't believe so i think it's all of california california and new york city are limited to um 10 rounds per magazine which I mean, like, if you're a fucking, if you're, this is what I don't understand too. There, if you're a terrorist wannabe fuck, then it's not that hard to get a drum, a drum magazine for an AR-15. I mean, they're probably like forty dollars. Drum mag, AR-15. Let's just see how much they are. Oh, perfect. Cheaper than dirt.com. This is what terrorists would love to hear. It's cheap as shit. Oh, well, fuck me. They're like 200 bucks. But really, at the end of the day, if you're going to go do some terrorist shit, that's not a bad price to pay to have a huge amount of ammo at your disposal. I mean, these take typical magazines and like this double barrel one you can have a hundred rounds. So that's like 3.3 times a normal magazine. What I'm saying is, is that all you're doing is you're limiting people's freedoms to feel good and have 30 bullets in their gun, 30 bullets, that of which will most likely never be shot in like city limits will only be like disposed of at a firing range or like who the fuck knows. But realistically speaking, the chances that, all hell is just going to break loose and people are just going to be shooting their <clears throat> AR-15s and AK-47s <coughs> all the time is incredibly low. So I don't see any reason why to limit the magazine size. Really, at the end of the day, what we're, tr- what we're trying to prevent here is like uh, terrorism, like domestic terrorism from, you know, escalating in this country. And that's a really good way to do it. And it's also to continue to, you know, target and hunt down people who, you know, use messaging boards and shit to try to recruit people for terrorist acts. Pretty sure the FBI and the CIA and Homeland Security have that front covered. Um, 
I mean, yeah, obviously they do miss things, but I don't think... What I'm trying to say is I don't think limiting the magazine size is necessarily going to do fuck all for the problem. I mean, because, I mean, if I was an arms dealer, I mean, I am an arms dealer. If someone buys a gun from me in fucking California, I'm probably going to throw in an extra magazine or two just to compensate for the fact that they only have 10 bullets in their magazine. And I'm not even that generous of a person. And I would do something like that just to appease my customers. So I can only imagine what other gun dealers are doing. Hey, babe. Um, so that the whole idea to me is very confusing and just doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's why I, I feel that the democratic party will slowly and very quietly start stepping back all of its, for lack of a better term, extremist views on, on guns and I really hate to have spent so much time talking about it, but really at the end of the day, I know more Democrats who own guns, personally speaking. I mean, maybe it's just like the people I hang out with and like, you know, whatever. But I know more Democrats than own guns than I do Democrats who don't own guns. You see what I'm saying? So if it's an issue that has been pushed like it has been and you know just in in cultural conversations um it's really the the loudest and the most personnel like personnel speaking the smallest fraction of the democratic party and they are typically the loudest too about gun control i don't really hear a lot of other democrats who I hang out with and they're like, fuck yeah, we need less guns. Typically, the one, the Democrats who do own guns whenever gun control is brought up, they get pretty fucking quiet. And that's, you know, that's kind of the camp I'm in too because, again, I've seen it from both sides, you know. I was coming at this issue, I was initially looking at this issue with the idea of like just to limit people who own guns, you know. And now I'm selling guns and now I see it's like, well, not that really, you know. It's not that clear of an issue. And also just, you know, being an arms dealer doesn't mean I think everyone should have a gun or I think like everyone, you know, I don't believe that either because if it's too easy to get a gun, then crazy people will continue to get guns. And what happens is they'll start a shootout in the middle of like fucking Walmart and a couple wannabe fucking army rangers start walking over there and start blasting this dude. Well, yeah, that's a that's a good thing. There's, I don't know if you've ever been shot at or if you've ever had guns shot around you in an area where guns aren't supposed to be shot. There's not really a lot of communicating going on between people who are shooting. It's really a single player activity. And if you're not that player, you're a thousand percent in danger. So if we just arm everyone and let everyone, you know, take police work into their own hands, it's only just, it's only going to get more violent from here. I mean, it'll just be the most brazen, stupid criminals that decide to do it, but it doesn't mean they won't decide to do it. And it's only a matter of time before that becomes the norm. Kind of like how in terrorist organization or in terrorist cells, how they have people who, not even necessarily terrorist cells. I was I was watching a, do, uh, a short documentary today about 
um, Japanese uh, kamikaze pilots. And the, a common trick, uh, also in cults, is whenever someone has to do an act which results in their death, they are, you know, they're revered and they're seen as, you know, the bravest and, like, the strongest and, like, the most patriotic or the most religious or the most uh, into this cult. So it's only a matter of time until these terrorist organizations within the United States start adopting these same ideas and, you know, adopting the same ideology where they're like, you know, I know I'm going to fucking die, but I'm doing it for my cause, you know, and that is a really dangerous place to go to. And I believe that is it's a slippery slope if gun laws are too loose. Is that anyone who's anyone who's angry about anything, any issue in the world, they can get a couple other people who are equally as mad at the world as they are, and they can just go do, you know, horrific acts. And that's not something I'm in favor of either. So the issue is very, very delicate. But I believe, I it's in my personal belief that... You know, states states are allowed to do what they're what what they can do and what they are doing. But I, it's my personal belief that the federal government is doing, has done, has set out adequate laws to try to help protect as many people as possible from something like this happening, from being <laughs> a victim of someone who owns a gun and shouldn't. It's my belief that the government has done. A good job in securing that and while not diminishing the second amendment too far now i know people who are pro-gun are going to be like but I, I went to new york and i couldn't get a gun or they would go i went i was in california no one i knew had a gun there it's not american i, I and i like i said states are doing what they can do and what they want to do but i really do believe that within the next handful of months this gun control issue is going to slowly, slowly come out of the mouths of the most vocal Democrats. And they're going to just jump on things like climate control, um, you know, taxing the rich, you know, all that shit. But I really do. I, I, it is my belief that the Democratic Party is going to really become hush hush about this issue. Or what you'll see is a lot of the times like the Mitt Romney Demo or Republicans in I believe it was Trump's third year. They were like trying to pull some right rightly so. They were trying to pull some John McCarthy or Joe McCarthy shit where it's like, Senator, have you no shame? But nine out of the ten you know, Republicans in the fucking Senate and, you know, House are looking at him, we're like, No nah, man, we don't have any fucking shame. We're all crooks. This is why we're here, bitch. Like you we took your party over and now we're just funneling money into our pockets. It had it it had the same it was it was almost like the same thing, except for the Republicans in this room decided, no, we're going to become a terrorist organization and we're going to fucking try to take over democracy. And this is what we're doing now. What the equivalent for the Democratic Party will be slowly dropping this um, idea of wanting to strip <clears throat> people of their guns, because what I know will continue to happen as it already is happening is uh democrats are gonna arm themselves in alarming at an alarming rate 
to conservatives and to uh, right-wing uh, terrorists in this country because they're going to be afraid that the people who <clears throat> they disagree with are going to be uh, armed. And I believe that is a position we need to put ourselves in as soon as possible in order to not not... It's not, and this is what I don't see. It's not meeting them. They're like, or high school bully. Meet us at, meet us in the middle of the football field at 2.40 after school. By arming yourself, I don't believe the Democrats are meeting them at that line. Because if they've already showed up. They've, they've been there at that line for like 50 years. This is not even like a new thing. Like the tension between Republicans to Democrats is at an all-time high, but it's not like it was ever, like, at all-time lows. Marginally speaking, I think the way Republicans feel towards Democrats has always been higher than, let's say, Democrats' negative views on Republicans. But now it's extremely heightened. And there are still a lot of people in this country who want everything to be kind of pulled back together, and it's like, hey, let's get back into us. You know, let's get back into it. Let's, you know, try to fix this country. There's too many of them currently who don't agree. And until those people are either gone or they've changed their mind, I don't think anything's going to happen. And until then, I think the most efficient thing we can do as a Democratic Party is to arm ourselves and to not be quiet about it. Because to be quiet about it is would be a sign of cowardice. And, it, and to be too loud about it would be an, a, like, a, like a sign of war. And neither one of those should be accomplished. What I do think needs to happen is I think people need to fucking protect themselves because I don't believe we are dealing with um, a political party anymore. What we are dealing with is a group of traitor terrorist fucks who want to take over this democracy. Just uh, Google America democracy backsliding. I read that story today and it was fucking heart-wrenching to see that for the first time America was ranked on a list of democracies that are that has started to backslide that's fucking disgusting that, that is the only thing this country those are its fucking morals and principles is our free and fair democratic elections and our o- overall democracy and it is the Repub- the former Republican Party now, the current alt-right terrorist organization in this country that is trying to overthrow the country. Fuck that. All right. Guys, take it easy. This is another episode of Distant Sirens. Fuck. <laughs>